Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as the calendar is in mid-July. The trade deadline just a couple of weeks away. And Griffin, before we get into the games for Monday, the biggest story in Major League Baseball over the weekend, I guess, is the report that the Angels are wisely going to be listening to offers for Shohei Otani. And I think you and I both agree that this is the best move for their organization. Yeah, but I'm not really expecting them to make good moves because they haven't for uh, decades. When, when was the last time they won? Like 2005, 2000, maybe? 2002. 2002, yeah. Okay, so we're, at, we're, we're basically like the – it's been – now a, a child of drinking age uh, since they made a good decision. Besides, I guess give us some credit for signing Shohei Otani. I should do that. But um, the fact that they haven't been doing this already, like they need to get as much as they can. Like Trout is basically a half season player and has been for the last decade. It feels like so. Um, unfortunately, they need to move Otani. They have a really tough race, especially if the Rangers are going to be good because I don't think that was really expected before the season started. So um, sell them probably ends up in LA or something like that where there's doesn't have to even move very far, um, get a bunch of prospects and then focus on trying to rebuild. Um, though I got to say, I I'm going to miss Otani on, in an angels uniform because that has been the, the best team to bet against, I think in history. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's a sad thing when you have two of the best players in the sport and you just can't seem to win <laughs> because it's not about the individual, but those are two of the best in the game, and the Angels just continue to not have not make the playoffs and not have any success in the regular season. Uh, let's talk about another disappointing team, and that's the New York Yankees, who on July 16th, as of Sunday night recording this, after losing to the Colorado Rockies on Alan Treo's first home run of the season, they are in last place in the American League East. Huh, I guess the Red Sox have been hot. Um, and, I mean, still a great division. So I, I don't really worry so much about being last place in the East. I'm sure that doesn't feel good looking at it, up at every single other member of the division. But um, it's a great year to have unbalanced schedules. They can hopefully, for Yankees fans, uh, they can hopefully – fatten up on the rest of their division because they get six less games against everyone else that they uh, probably don't want to see. Um, I'm in that division. I'm most surprised by the Orioles just continuing with uh, not much offense to beat everybody. It seems uh, but great division. Wish they all got in the playoffs. Honestly, the Orioles have won eight straight games and are one game back of the Tampa Bay race. It's amazing. I mean, the the Rays who start off the year so well, it's it's almost like a direct like repeat of the Yankees from last year, where uh, awesome start to the season and then hard to keep that up. But I mean, the Rays really haven't fallen too far. I guess losers of seven of their last ten is not great, but the Orioles are uh, putting pressure on them, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. A couple of teams have been fading here uh, to start the second half of the season. The Reds have lost four straight. They're now two games back of the Brewers in the Central. The Diamondbacks have lost four straight. In fact, the Diamondbacks just two wins in their last 10, and they are now two and a half games back in the West. Yeah, um, I, I took a little bit. I, I rarely play any sort of future with a, a minus in front of it, but um, – I thought that Corbin Carroll was going to be lost for the season, but I, I clearly got that one wrong. But um, just didn't really believe in the Diamondbacks. They were kind of struggling into the break and uh, certainly did not start off 
the second half very well. And uh, I think they're going to have a lot of problems staying and hanging in there with Dodgers who uh, are the Dodgers are going to trade, as you've already said on this podcast, they're going to trade for more pieces and they're just going to continue to crush it. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday. Those Orioles who have won eight straight will have Grayson Rodriguez back on the mound for the first time since May 26th. Welcome back to the big leagues, Grayson. And Emmett Sheehan goes for the Dodgers at Camden Yards. Yeah, um, Grayson Rodriguez was was awful uh, as one of the biggest prospects in our game here uh, that we're talking about. Maybe it's not ours collectively, but anyway, um, was pretty bad in his first stint in the majors but has been really good in the minors um i don't know necessarily that triple a to major league baseball is that significant of a difference that he'll go from um like really great numbers in the minors to then really struggling in the bigs uh, but i think it's one of those things where we have to see it and uh unfortunately facing the dodgers is going to be a good way to test that out i'm not sure i'm willing to put my neck out there to, to say i believe in him just yet Xavier Curry gets the star for the Guardians in Pittsburgh against Queen Pryster, making his big league debut for the Pirates. Yeah, uh, it, it's a huge Monday card of like undecideds or pitchers I've never heard of that are yeah. coming up. Um, unfortunately, I mean, Xavier Curry is, uh, I think, was a pretty big prospect for the Guardians, which just keep churning out good pitchers, but wasn't on the level of a Bybee or uh, Gavin Williams. So, um, he's kind of hung around a long leaf role, relief role, which isn't really that popular in 2023 baseball. But it uh, sounds like a bullpen game for the, the Guardians. Can't expect him to go probably more than four innings. But the thing is, the Guardians do have a good bullpen. It's not as good as it has been in the past, but they get to go to Pittsburgh, which is a tough place for a lot of teams to play. Uh, but the Guardians coming off a pretty poor series at Texas, including a pretty big collapse today on Sunday. Uh, had a pretty big lead against the Rangers, but uh, couldn't hold on. So it's a big step. I mean, they're now looking up at the Twins, who I think were your pick or your call to win, win the Central. Uh, not a great start to the second half for a lot of teams, including the Guardians. The Giants are at the Reds. Logan Webb gets a start for San Francisco. They're a minus 160 favorite. Brandon Williamson goes for Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, the Guardians hadn't scored in eight days until they got Adrian Hauser today uh, and scored a couple runs. Were I felt I felt a little bit fortunate. Watched that game pretty intently um, as I had a, a play out on the Brewers and uh, played the Brewers last night as well. I, I'm just not sure I believe uh, Ellie De La Cruz is quieted down, getting a lot of curveballs, and, and that doesn't seem to be uh, his type of thing. Um, I wonder if the Reds just had a lot of momentum going into the break and that kind of stifled the whole thing. Certainly, it could have been running into a really good Brewers uh, pitching staff. But uh, I'm I'm a little nervous that Cincinnati bullpen looks very weak. Um, and I just I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it going. So and then they unfortunately have to also face the San Francisco Giants. Um, who were already like freaking out the broadcasters of the Reds today who are like, oh, and, and look who we have coming in next. Uh, a, a matchup with Logan Webb who might knife through this lineup again. The Marlins are at the Guardians. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. Miles Michaelis for St. Louis. Yeah, uh, Lazardo with great strikeout numbers. Uh, this is a big test for him. For him. He's going to throw a really uh, high-velocity fastball, but he's got to get it by people, and that's going to be a hard thing, I think. Um, Michaelis is, uh, one of those pitch to contact guys that I don't think is in vogue in 2023 anymore. Uh, he's had an okay year, but they're still, but the Cardinals are still the worst team in the central somehow it's still there. 
And uh, while the Marlins did have a really tough start to the second half, as all these teams seem to be, um, they're still off to a really good start to the season, 11 games over 500. Uh, I'm looking to back the underdog here, and if that is the Marlins when this kicks off, I'm seeing an early line at DraftKings that makes them a slight underdog on the road. Um, I'm, I'm interested in that side. I just, I, I feel like while the Cardinals have the talent, they just haven't done it so far, and I, I, I think I'm finally on the side of just not expecting it to happen. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know Why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Good pitching matchup in Texas. The Rays at the Rangers. Shane McClanahan on the mound for Tampa. They're a minus 125 road favorite. Dane Dunning goes for the home Rangers. Total in this one, eight and a half. High total, um, but I also feel like some of that is talking about or maybe uh, speculating that McClanahan's not going deep in this game. The Rays certainly are built for bullpen games. They do them all the time. They basically brought it to the league. Um, whether you like them or you hate them, they've been great at them. And honestly, it's it's almost like a normal day for them where plenty of other organizations and clubs can't match them. With that said, I do think that McClanahan, let's say he goes four innings, they still have five innings to cover uh, against a really strong Texas lineup that doesn't seem to be coming back down to earth just yet. I wouldn't expect that to happen at home. And uh, Dane Dunning's not pretty. He's uh, one of those guys that, that relies on deception. 
Uh, but I don't think the Rays have seen him much, and I think that'll help. Uh, came from the Chicago White Sox before, so never any AL East time from what I remember. So I, I think he's able to keep them off balance and as a home underdog against what likely will be a short stint or short start for uh, McClanahan. I like the Rangers. The Nationals are at the Cubs. Mackenzie Gore goes for D.C. Drew Smiley for Chicago. Cubbies a minus 145 home favorite. Yeah, the Cubs uh, had a tough home series to the, the Red Sox, but um, ultimately they're still, I think, believing that the playoffs are around the corner for them. They could get there. This is a series they have to have. Uh, hosted the Nationals, now 19 games under five hundred. Um, hadn't won a series besides the Rangers uh, series they won right before the break since May. So um, they get to be on the road where I guess they're a little bit more uh, pesky than they are at home uh, so far this year with the Nationals. But they're a bad team. Kenzie Gore is a fastball-reliant pitcher that doesn't have a lot more. I feel like Bellinger's been really hot. And uh, if not for the the Red Sox, I feel like the, the Cubs would maybe be looking at the NL Central as something that's a little bit closer. So they're going to have to get a bounce back here, but I think they do it. The Tigers are at the Royals. Detroit, a minus-130 road favorite. Matt Manning on the mound for Detroit. Jordan Lyles goes for KC. And it's we have two profitable systems going in this game. One is betting against Jordan Lyles, and the other is betting against the Royals after a win as Kansas City beat Tampa on Sunday. I mean, it's it's I guess those two things seem to correlate quite a bit. Uh, it The sad part is on the other side of that, you're having to bet the, the Tigers off the road. <laughs> Um, I mean, Matt Manning has had some good starts in his MLB career, but has had a lot of hard contact. And to me, never really seemed to have secondary or tertiary pitches. Um, I don't know if you need them against the Royals, especially not at Kaufman, where I, I think good offenses go to die, but there are no good offenses in this matchup by any means. Uh, certainly lean to the Tigers only. I think it's the only way you can look. Yankees with just a horrific loss to the Rockies in extra innings on Sunday. They will head to Anaheim to take on the Angels. Yankees are a minus 140 favorite with Luis Severino on the mound. Griffin Canning going for Anaheim. Yeah, my namesake is a scary, scary pitcher, I got to say. But as the home underdog, like Severino has, has looked horrible this year. Maybe not as bad as the Yankees lineup, but that's two things that are correlated going the wrong direction in this one. I think it's Angels or nothing for me. Red Sox at the A's. Not sure what Boston's going to do with their pitching situation just yet, but Paul Blackburn on the mound for what will be a home underdog in Oakland. Yeah, the Athletics, they're just... They're not a team I want to back at this point. Um, I, I feel like as a home dog, those are usually what try to suck me in. Uh, I fell for it once and got perfect games, so I'm trying to stay away from that if possible. Um, I think the Red Sox, they don't have a great bullpen, but it's probably a Pavetta day or something like that in that that way. So um, I, I just, I'm just i not really looking to back the the athletics, so it's, it's Red Sox or, or nothing and, and likely a pass for me. Twins are at the Mariners. Sonny Gray gets a start for Minnesota. Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. Great pitching matchup here. The Mariners, a minus 125 road favorite and a low total, of course, in Seattle of seven. Yeah, not a lot of runs expected there. Uh, I'll actually be in Seattle next weekend, so anyone out there that listens to the pod, please let me know where to buy a ticket for the uh, Jays-Mariners series. But uh, talking about this game, as you mentioned, it's going to be a great, great pitching matchup, great series, looking forward to it. Um, I really like what Logan Gilbert's done. He's had some stinkers, clunkers, whatever we call them, which has been a little bit disappointing and, and hard to predict. But 
He's still a good pitcher that can find his way out of jams, uh, which I think is how you really label a good pitcher in this year. Um, Sonny Gray is, has kind of – the wheels have been creaking a little bit. Um, kind of the – like had a lot – a string of getting pulled at like 85 pitches for a while. I, I feel like he's come through that. Maybe he was dealing with some sort of injury that was somehow allowing him to start but not um, get too deep into games or get that 100-pitch mark. Um, I think from where I sit with this one, the, the Mariners feel a little cheap to me. Don't love their lineup, but I don't really like Minnesota's right now either. And I feel like they're getting more respect than they deserve with Seattle basically being a, it's essentially calling these two teams even with a minus 120 that I'm seeing right now at home. On Tuesday, the Brewers will begin a series with the Phillies. Julio Tehran on the mound for the Brewers. Aaron Nola will go for Philadelphia. Milwaukee's hot right now. Winners of four straight. Now they head to Philly. Can the Phillies slow them down? I think they can. And it's a, a pitching versus hitting matchup. Um, the Phillies, I feel like, have been pretty disappointed coming out of the break. Uh, got a day off on Monday, and as do Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee coming in very hot, as you mentioned, with four straight all against the Reds, um, which has essentially flipped the division from two games behind to two games ahead. Um, with that said, and it's actually big also for the Milwaukee bullpen because Devin Williams just worked three days in a row, which doesn't seem to be happening much in 2023. Um, but I like Nola. I like what he has shown in his last few starts, kind of got off to a slow start this season. Uh, and Julio Tehran in Citizens Bank Park is a recipe for disaster. The Padres and Blue Jays begin a series in Toronto. Joe Musgrove gets the start in the opener for San Diego. Can the Padres turn this thing around five games under 500? And as Yogi said, it's getting late early. It's getting late early. Yes. Uh, I wish I had another Yogi-ism to come back to you with. But When you see a fork uh, in the road, take it. Yeah. 50% of the game is 90% mental. However we go. Anyway, um, I, I think the Padres are starting to hit again. Manny Machado. I don't know if he's gotten healthy or something, but he was not great for the first half. That's turning around. Tatis came in and got an RBI, RBI or two RBI single today, I think, off the bench after a, a ankle sprained ankle or, or ankle turned uh, that kept him out of the lineup uh, on Sunday. So Padres are looking good, looking better. They've got a long way to go. They've dug themselves quite, quite a big hole. Um, I, I feel like I trust in them that they're going to make a run to try to make the playoffs. It's just It seems like a really long route for them to get there. The White Sox and Mets begin a series in Queens. Lucas Giolito starts against Carlos Carrasco on Tuesday. The Mets are just an embarrassment right now. Do you expect them to start selling off pieces? Yeah, I think they should have started already. I, I, don't, I know that there's potential to get some panic buying at the deadline, but I feel like a lot of these teams – should already be shopping. They probably are to a certain extent, but I feel like getting out there and moving bodies is what should be happening because unfortunately there's a lot of, I mean, the biggest payroll in, in history and they're sitting eight games under 500 pending today's uh, outcome. So I, I just, I, I feel like they need to start moving players. Uh, we'll see what happens with the big contracts and who's going to eat money and who's going to do what. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's time. All right, Griffin, before we get to the best bets for Monday's slate, tell everyone how they can save some money and get some great discounts at pregame.com. Yeah, use the promo code BOMBS20, B-O-M-B-S-20. Good for 20% off for all listeners of MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. You got until the 23rd, but don't wait. There's a lot of picks out there. Uh, Plenty of handicappers at pregame.com putting out picks on a daily basis. Of course, we have season-long stuff for the NFL and college football coming up as well. 
Uh, save 20%, use bombs20, and you get a little credit for it as well. So make sure you throw that in there. Bombs20, save yourself some money and uh, make us look good. And uh, for my best bet on this Monday episode, I'm going to go stay close to home. I'm going to go Texas Rangers. Uh, I see a plus 113 right now at Online. Uh, Dane Dunning back at him, which should be a short outing for Shane McClanahan. Kids' gloves will be on, and uh, I think the Rangers can uh, can keep it going. I know it's not pleasant betting on Detroit, but to me, I can't get away from Jordan Lyles or the fact that betting against the Royals after they win has just been such a profitable endeavor. The worst record in the sport after a W. I will fade the Royals after their win over the Rays yesterday. Give me Detroit on the road, minus 130. Can't blame you. Uh, I think there's going to be few opportunities to bet against the Royals. Um, You're certainly not getting the, the prom queen to bet on but uh, it might be the right side. It's okay. She's just the one I'm going home with. (laughs) He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Sandberg. We will talk to you Thursday evening into Friday morning. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.